Hi, this is Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher and life coach. I'm also author of several self-help books. Today, I wanted to talk about something that I get a lot of questions on, and it definitely relates to anxiety. It's all about sorority rush and demystifying the whole process with rush, because I think once you take the mystery out of it, it's a lot easier to tackle it with confidence because there's a lot of wasted negative energy going through the whole rush process. I see young girls that desperately want to feel like they belong and set their sights on one sorority only, like I've got to be in that one, that's the cool one. And it really is short-sighted and causes even more anxiety if you don't get what you think you want. So community is very important to our emotional health. I mean, being with people that support us and help us feel a connection actually stimulates our vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve signals for the release of tocin, which is the bonding or love hormone. That's why when you're at a concert or listening to music and connecting with people through Rush, all of these experiences signal to the vagus nerve to release oxytocin. This gives us a feeling of peace and turns on our parasympathetic response. So there's a whole reason we want to belong and feel a part of this connection. And saying that, I want everyone to realize that being part of a sorority doesn't need to define who you are. There are a lot of great colleges that have a sorority group and they have regular independent students and it doesn't matter whether you're in a sorority or not. There are some schools where the sororities really can impact your experience at that school. So in those cases, a lot of people want to go through rush. I find that when people are from New England or northern states or even California, they're not used to the sorority system and how it works. And I think what's really important is to understand the game so that you can play it. It's not that the game is fun necessarily, but you can look at it that way. I'm not necessarily a fan of Rush, mainly because I think it can be unfair and a lot of great girls fall through Rush for no reason. But once you understand it's a numbers game and then know how to play the game, you at least set yourself up for success. One of the best pieces of advice I could give is to go into the process with a positive attitude, not like, oh, they're judging me or I hope they want me, but go into the process, oh, this will be really great just to make a new friend. I mean, even when you're meeting these older sorority members, you can always get coffee after rush. Don't even look at it like I have to be accepted by this group. Go into it. I'll get to meet a lot of new freshman girls and different people from every sorority. When I was in a sorority, my best friend was in the sorority next door, and a lot of my roommates were from lots of different sororities. So it really isn't going to limit your friendships, but you have to go through the process with an open mind and think I can actually see myself at four or five of these different sororities instead of, oh, this is a cool one. I've got to get in that one or... I am not a human anymore. Go into it with the right mentality, and that will take a lot of the anxiety out of the process. So summer is the time when you start 
to get the recommendations in. So today, a lot of people will say, oh, you don't need recs, and that's not important. And it actually really is. No matter what anyone tells you, getting recommendations in, especially for the more popular sororities, is really important because nobody knows who you are, and it helps people know a little bit more about you, especially if you're humble and kind and maybe quiet. You're not going to be able to sell yourself like you could if you sent a resume and someone saw, oh, look, she loves working with rescue animals. So do I. That's something we have in common. Or if you've gone abroad and you have that connection, it's important for people to see the big picture of who you are through a resume and what somebody else might write about you. So getting in the recommendations in summer is ideal because most of these sororities already have the list of people they want to rush in the summer. And that might shock a lot of people, but even if you're going through rush the second semester, having them in the summer so that people can plan and prepare They will rush that first semester, typically, and then you go through the whole rush process in the second semester. So I like to ask parents, actually, to help daughters make this process easy for them by asking friends for recommendations, your mother's friends, your dad's friends, people you know that were in different sororities at that particular school, and asking them if they would write a recommendation sending in your resume, describing yourself to them, and preparing, making it easy for them. Because a lot of people don't have time always to write these recommendations, or they do it really quickly, and it's maybe not what you want. So if you want to help them, put a sheet together of your resume, different traits, characteristics about yourself, and a description of some interesting stories, or even if you want to include an essay you've written, I think it's really important to help the recommender understand who you really are. Sometimes when I write recommendations for people, I'll call the mom and say, is there a story you can tell me about her that was really unique to her or really stood out? Because often the incoming freshman won't even think of this story. She won't think, oh, that was a really great thing I did because it's just who she is and she just does it without thinking. But a mom might say, oh, well, I remember she did this once. I called one mom for a story about her daughter because I didn't really know her that well. I knew she was a nice person. And the mother told me a story about a friend in their group had actually done something that was pretty bad. And so the entire group had dropped this friend and made her life miserable and was trying to make her suffer for whatever decision she made. And she thought it was really impressive that her daughter was the only one in the group that continued to be nice to her. And she basically said to the group, we all make mistakes. And how would you like it if you made one mistake and you lost your entire friend group that you had been a good friend to for however many, 12 years? So I thought that was a really actually good example because she was willing to go against a group. I mean, that's unheard of in high school. So that is something I wrote about, and she had a lot of different options. So I think first and foremost, outline the sororities that you are interested in or think you might be interested in. 
go in with an open mind, thinking about five or six where you could be happy so that you're not just focused on one or two. And most importantly, don't tell anyone, even your best friend, what sorority you are leaning towards. Because that information can get back to different sorority girls, and then they'll just drop you. If they think you don't want Kappa and you're only focused on Theta, then they're going to say, oh, well, she doesn't even want us, so let's focus on someone else. So keeping it really private is important and because there's so many other factors that are involved. Factors like sometimes if a mother has been in a sorority, you're considered a legacy. I think now they've done away with the legacy label, which can help people get into sororities. But sometimes in the past, uh, being a legacy might hurt you in another sorority because they would say, oh, well, her mother was a tried out. She's going to go tried out. So I think just keeping everything to yourself, going into it with a positive attitude is the the best piece of advice. It's also really important to see who you know at a school and shoot them a DM or email or text message and say, hey, I got into XYZ school and I'm looking forward to seeing you. Maybe we can grab lunch. So letting people know that you're coming is really important, especially if they're in a sorority and you're interested in rushing. I also tell people to go online and look up the officers of each individual sorority because you never know if you're in class with one of them. And just to be friendly and make sure you connect with them on some way without seeming like you're trying too hard. But just being kind to everyone, especially be conscious of not getting blackout drunk with all the sorority girls there and throwing up in a bush, not going out in your raciest outfit and flirting with some sorority girl's boyfriend, possibly. So just be on your best behavior during that first semester so that nobody has a reason to blackball you. So now I'd also like to introduce a girl named Tyler, who is here with us. She went through Rush years ago, but she can probably offer some advice as to what her experience was. So Tyler, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks so much. It's great to be on the podcast. And I definitely was a little bit anxious before getting to school to figure out the whole sorority process because it was coming from the north. I didn't understand the process and I was thankful to have a mom that did know how to go about it because everyone has a different view on it, it seems like. And what I found interesting was that it almost felt like there were so many sorority options when I got there, which was exciting, but there were also a few that I had in mind that I wanted to be in, but you had to think of it like almost a job interview. It was a lot of networking and it's helpful to just writing down the list of things that you want to talk about and get across to the other girls because they've talked to so many girls throughout and they have the list and everything, but sometimes they call them diamonds in the rough where it might not have been on their list. They might not have been on the radar, but you might've stood out in some way. And they give you a shot, and it's great. What you're talking about is when sorority girls go through the rush process, it's exhausting talking the entire time and meeting all these new people because you're always asking questions to them. And instead of ending with close-ended 
statements like yes or no, elaborate and make it more of a dialogue and ask questions to them about themselves so that they see your curiosity and interest in them as a person. And then you keep the dialogue going so that it's not so exhausting. And it's good practice because for interviews, you have to do the same thing. It's really important to Mm -hmm. control the conversation in a way. And curiosity is one of the most attractive traits in a person. So anyone that is curious about your life, you automatically like them. And I also think going Mm -hmm. into these rush scenarios, going into it, being mindful of what your thoughts are, Because if you go into it and you're talking to someone, you're like, oh, God, I don't like her. Why am I put with her? I mean, she's one of the weirdos in the sororities, and here I'm talking to her. Well, she feels that energy. Every thought you're having, she feels that energy. So don't be a snob about who you're talking to or who you're partnered with. Always try to make your best impression and be very conscious that people can really feel your thoughts because your thoughts are energy, and that's what you're projecting. Right, exactly. But also to make sure that you don't want to come across as, back to your point about like controlling the conversation, you don't want to seem to have an agenda. You want to be open to asking them questions and having a flow, but also making sure that you hit some points about yourself that they can really get a feel for your personality and who you are. Mm-hmm. And I remember having the main card. People would ask me about it. And I put thoughtful things on it. And it seems all silly. But honestly, the whole networking process and everything with Rush helps later on with how to connect with people at your school, but also beyond that. So it's all very helpful. And then, as you said, you a lot of close friendships, relationships across other sororities. So it wasn't like you're not tied to that sorority that you join. Yes, you spend most of your time with them. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to note too based on like <laughs> you're talking to someone you, you know you might not see yourself connecting with as much but maybe it's a sorority that you want you never know and so there's stereotypes about certain sororities you kind of take that with a grain of salt because some of them are true but there's different groups within the sorority especially if they're a little bit bigger and you can always find your people tyler what kind of things would cause someone to fall through rush just like don't be on your phone like nowadays I think people think that it's not a big deal especially if you're like dinner is on their phone social media I mean, well, it's kind bored, of a crutch it's a, yeah, the exactly. phone is a crutch and, like when you see people at parties and they get on their phone it's usually because no one's talking to them or they don't know what to do next and, and right, you might be nervous and you right. might have to but like I would just put it on silent keep it away and just so that you're not focused on something else because you should be focused on the girl's and meeting people there are other things you really just have to be yourself because that's what when you are in the story like you just want to make sure you're presenting like your true your true self and i think that was interesting because some some girls get so nervous and anxious about it that they might not show that side of them yes when you're anxiety you never show your true self right and so you kind of have to take a deep breath go through it like that. Also, just don't talk badly about anyone. Even if you think you had some conversation, you're like, that was weird. Like, people talk. So keep that to yourself. And also about, as you were saying about, like, other stories being like, oh, my gosh, this is my number one sorority. Because that will get, even if it's to someone you're rushing with. I saw that. Like, a few people said that. and Or they were like, I'm going to be in this one. 
And it's great to be confident. And you should be. You should be confident that you'll end up in the sorority that you want and and they really want you. But you don't want to come across that way because it will actually get back to the sorority in, Mm -hmm. in some kind of way. Or it often does. And so then they have so many great candidates for that sorority and they're only a number of spots mm-hmm. so you might be a great fit but you just want to be careful with it's almost like when you're getting into colleges you want to be careful of who you tell huh. yeah who you tell and and that's not like a competitive thing <clears throat> and in some senses it is but i was never competitive about it but i just realized watching other girls go through it that that was the case but you know i think everyone seemed to be very happy with their outcome and i think it also depends obviously on the school the location of the school. Schools have a different process for Rush. Yeah. That's important. Because some are more formal about it and some are more casual, but I still think even if people tell you not to get it. Air on the side of formal. Right. Right. And that's the same thing with Rush dates. Oh, what do you mean you didn't know it? Well, I just, I had had no idea about the whole story besides what you had told Mm -hmm. me. So, and and they make it seem a little bit more casual. Besides that, you have to have like certain outfits for each round and everything. But right, but like the recommendations definitely helped because they get like you're just on their radar. Right, and the rush dates are important too. When someone asks you out on a rush date, dress appropriately, like cute jeans and a sweater, not sweatpants, because that just screams I don't care. So take pride in presentation, just in general in life. That's a good advice because. Some people make an impression of you within the first three minutes of meeting you. So why not start out on a good foot? Or even shorter than that. Probably 10 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, try not to judge the people who have graciously invited you out. People really do feel those thoughts. And I think when people take time out of their day to meet with you, it's really important to appreciate them and appreciate the experience because that always comes through loud and clear. And I've seen some people go on rush dates and they were like, well, these girls were talking the whole time to themselves and they seemed to know each other and they didn't really notice me. Well, to me, that sounds like someone who's always in victim mentality and they probably were trying to make you feel comfortable by them talking and sharing stories And you can always interject. So don't feel like they've got to pay you attention and it's all about you. Try to show that you can hang with older girls and be comfortable. Calm confidence is key. Just think of it as a fun process because (laughs) maybe it's daunting and and you're eager to see the outcome. But if you think of it as a process of like, I'm meeting all these girls, this is just a great opportunity to connect with people then I think you can enjoy it and then you get the outcome you desire and then it's like you just woke up (laughs) you're like yawning but go ahead no I'm not okay okay maybe we should have done this another day yeah you're fine it just sounded like you yawned but whatever should I say it again yeah okay yes so I would just say Make sure you enjoy the process and think of it as fun process to connect with others and just you don't be anxious for the outcome. And the other thing I want to add to that is 
that a lot of girls will see other people getting called back at different sororities and they'll get upset and they'll say things like, well, that's unfair because it's just because she's cute or she knew this person. And they start to say some negative, jealous talk around it. So that's what starts to happen. And all that negativity is really just a low vibration. So when you're in an energy of positivity, you're actually allowing yourself to attract opportunities. So try to shift your vibration so that you really are extremely positive. You have a high vibration. You're not going to be affected by other people that might get invited back, not you. Don't try to analyze it. It's really truly a numbers game. And the goal is to just meet as many people in a sorority as possible because they do vote on the people they meet. So if somebody you know and love is in a sorority and they happen to be in the bathroom during the vote, you might not get her a vote. So the more people you can meet, the better. And a lot of times I've had dads get involved where they've texted me and said, oh, I noticed your daughter's in a sorority at such and such school. My daughter's going to be a freshman there. And I said, oh, I'll tell her. She'll have to look out for for Rush because I know exactly why he's reaching out to me. So I think a lot of people look at family as like they should stay out, but it actually helps to know who's coming so that people can make an effort. I grew up with this guy. It's great. I love the fact that he could meet my daughter and she could be part of the Rush process and help them. So don't feel like that's embarrassing. Ask your parents, do you know any kids that are going to the school? Because especially kids that went to your high school, typically those are the ones that will try to pull you in their sorority. And of course, if you weren't very nice in high school, then you're going to have a lot harder time. So that's why it always pays to be nice to everyone in high school because when it comes to college, they don't care if you were the popular mean girl. Like, you burned a lot of bridges, then it'll make it that much harder to get in any sort. And right. And if you don't know anyone, which was the case for me, you just have to make way more of an effort. Right. And just keep that in mind. Right. And effort's good. I mean, effort, it just shows you care. And it also creates more opportunity for you down the road because you know what it takes, you know? Exactly. I just remember your first semester you don't know what guys with it so you just have to tread carefully there right Right. don't be like the flirty girl that first semester because you never know if you're literally sitting next to the theta president's (laughs) ex-boyfriend they might judge you but other than that just think of it as meeting everyone just like your first semester you just want to make connections and and their sister might be in a sorority or something so you always want to just be thoughtful with all conversations. Right. That's a good point. Because if their sister is in another sorority, you never want to put down any other sorority ever. It's always keep it positive, it keep your vibration high, and great things will happen. And the other thing is, if for any reason you didn't have recommendations, you weren't prepared, maybe you fall through rush. It's not the end of the world. I hear about so many girls that transfer, and it's like, don't take it personally. It's such a numbers game that they don't even know you. You're getting rejected for someone who doesn't even know you. How can you take that personally? So you can always go through the process again 
And that creates even more opportunities because now everybody knows you. Now you are in control and you can really pick and choose what you want. So, you know, go through the process. I'm just going to get to know as many people as possible. Stay positive. I'm going to be interesting, ask questions, be curious, and the rest will flow. Take the anxiety out of it. The rest will flow. So thank you so much, Tyler, for joining us. No, of course, I think you hit a lot of the great points. And these girls you'll connect with over the four years, but also beyond that, they'll be some of your closest friends. So not to say just in your sorority, among other sororities too, but you just form a really close community and it's great to have that circle that you can trust and you have friends for life. Mm -hmm. I also want to add one girl that I talked to who came from New England. She had fallen through Rush at a really popular state school. And her mom wanted me to meet with her to talk about the process. When I met with her, I realized that her energy said, I hate this. So I could tell she just hated the process and didn't like being judged or felt judged. And I said, well, first of all, your energy is really negative around this. So you have to change your energy around the whole process because, yeah, it does suck. It does exclude some people, but usually the ones that were anxious or afraid or weren't prepared. So it's just the universe's way of showing you how to handle it. But she just really was kind of angry about it. And I understand that. So we worked really on her energy. And we tried to change the way she thought about the process so she could go into it with a better attitude. And I talked to her about the photos she submitted. I mean, the photos, she looked like she was angry as hell. So I said, we need to change your photos. Maybe you could be smiling in them because people do make this like snap judgment on a photo. So she changed her photos and everything. And then the next time she went through Rush the next year and had a lot of options. So I do think it's important to consider what photos are you sharing, make sure they're not seductive, and make sure they just give the impression you want, which is one, I'm positive, I'm a loyal friend, I want to belong to this great group. And I think that sets yourself up for success. Tyler, are you asleep? (laughs) 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 You crack me up. Okay, thanks everyone for joining us. I'm going to let Tyler go now. But I hope that we have demystified the process of sorority rush and that you have a great experience. And remember, it's all in your attitude and your vibrational energy. So good luck and take care. Namaste. Namaste. So thanks for joining us for a short meditation. I want you to close your eyes. We're going to do a box breath exercise. So... Relax all the muscles in your face, your eyes soften, jaw relaxes, neck, shoulders, just loosen up. I want you to inhale, count to four, one, two, three, four, to yourself. Hold the breath for four, one, two, three, four. Now exhale for four, one, two, three, four. Continue to exhale or hold 
One, two, three, four. Now inhale. One, two, three, four. Hold the breath. One, two, three, four. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Push more air out. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Hold the breath. One, two, three, four. Exhale. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. So you get the point. That is helping our vagus nerve work properly. Continue to breathe softly. Listen to your body. And just continue to breathe in and out at a steady pace. Breathe through your mouth, inhaling fully, feeling your belly rise. But don't exhale all the way out. Breathe in for 10 seconds. And breathe out. As we breathe, the neurons signal to the vagus nerve that blood pressure is becoming too high. And the vagus nerve responds by lowering your heart rate. Inhale. Exhale. Relax all the muscles in your neck your shoulders, your right arm, left arm. Ridge, rib cage rises and falls with the breath. Your hips relax. They feel loose and heavy. Inhale, expand your belly and your chest. Exhale, and just hum while breathing out. Hmm. Expelling all the air. Inhale, and every time you breathe out, just hum as long as you can. That'll help train you to exhale and really hold the exhalation. Inhale, breathe all the air in. Exhale, hum. Your right leg feels loose and heavy. Down to your right foot, sole of the foot, top of the foot. And your left leg feels loose and heavy. Down to the foot, sole of the foot, top of the foot. Both feet feel loose and heavy. Allow yourself to feel grounded. Imagine like roots growing down through your feet or your seat all the way into the earth and wrapping around a boulder. And let that visual help you feel grounded, your energy steady, grounded positive, high vibrational energy. No one can rock you now. Take a deep breath in and a long breath out. You are a remarkable being who would make a very loyal and amazing friend. You will always belong to so many wonderful groups, your family, your group of friends. Be sure to subscribe to Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast, and I hope you'll join us again soon. Namaste.